Hey, podcast listeners. Thanks for joining us for the All Saints Lutheran Sermon Series of Podcasts. We're so delighted that you've landed on this page, and we ask that you contextualize yourself by reading the descriptor. Enjoy, and let us know what you think. The Gospel is from the first chapter of St. Mark. And as you listen, see how very God becomes God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. All is revealed. Mark writes, The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. A voice crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And the people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. This is the gospel of the Lord. I invite you to be seated. As Pastor Jules said, this has been a really exciting time. We've seen the ordination of Vicar Michael into Pastor Michael. We've seen Vicar Erica, we haven't seen her, but she went home, and between Erica and Teddy, now we have Evelyn, which is such great grace and great news. And we got to gather yesterday. And surround West with blessing, as you will see echoed in some of the readings today. And we get to have Pastor Jules back. And this is joy. We are so glad you've come back to us, even after that wonderful rest. (laughs) And I'm really grateful for the texts that are presented today. Because we go back to the completely incomprehensible beginning of time. We see the revelation of the Christ, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit... And we look forward into the unknowable as we walk with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. It's quite an adventure. Are you ready? Yes. 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 <laughs> Amen. Elohim, la ho yo hom, ve la ho shak, 
Thank you for reading it in a more comprehensible manner, Aaron. <laughs> but we won't really understand the English. Because if we step backwards in time and try to see Genesis 1 through the eyes of the people of Genesis 1, there's no way we can do it. For Genesis was written against the background of multiple gods, multiple problems, where Marduk, a lesser god, fights against the greater god of the salt waters. And having the winds of heaven blow into that greater god creates in half the firmament and earth itself. We don't live in those times. But just as the ancients, the world was understood to be a chaos of waters, nothing but water. And did you hear, Aaron? The Spirit of God hovered over the face of the waters. God said, let there be light. And there was light. No beginning, no end, no place, no gods with jealousies and problems, and everything is God. Through the darkness, God. And over the chaos of the waters, They controlled their life, God and the Spirit of God. And this is the opening to God's work in history throughout the Bible. You will see the evidences of God creating a garden. The people sinned. Creating land, giving them a new land, bringing them from the desert into the promised land. And the people turned from the word of God and the truth of God. And so uh, God sent prophets and judges, men and women, to lead the people towards the promise. And they kept turning away towards the darkness. And so as we read the old prophets, we start to see little glimpses of hope. God always sends hope. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light of place. Bethlehem of Ephrathah, One of the little clans of Judah from you shall come forth for me. One who will rule Israel, whose origin is from of old, from ancient days. Of one who will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. Of one of whom it is said, God says, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Mark, the earliest of all Gospels, opens with these words, the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And it explodes right there in Mark. We have hope that stretches back to the very beginning. We have hope that will go to the unknowable future. We have the Spirit of God with us, among us, and within us. God, and it's beautiful. Except that when Jesus steps out of the water, the heavens are rent open. In Matthew and Luke, the heavens are opened, not Mark. In Mark, the heavens are wrenched apart. And those of you who pay particular attention may realize and remember that at the end of Jesus' walk with us on earth, the temple curtain is ripped open. That that separated the Holy of Holies from the people is now no longer separate. 
the Holy Spirit already present in the world, has come now to live with us, among us, and within us. Mark of promise. And then the Holy Spirit goes out. And Paul goes throughout the lands, foreign lands, strange lands. And Mark proclaims the word. And people hear and people come to recognize Jesus, the Son of God, the blessing of baptism in the Holy Spirit. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Except in Ephesus. There was a group of people who were very devout. They were, they were trying to do it right. But they knew only the baptism of John. They knew only the baptism of forgiveness, which is wonderful, but it's not enough. Not for the world they lived in, not for the world we live in today. Forgiveness is crucial, but it's the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, as Pastor Jules so often reminds us, that comes to be with us, that is blessed and given to us at baptism. God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so Paul gathers those disciples together and explains about the Holy Spirit. Paul baptizes them and blesses them for the ministry of their journey. Just as we surrounded you, Wes, and blessed you for the ministry of your journey among us. And it's beautiful. And it was a whole long time ago. What about us? What about our time? How is this possible for us? Where have you seen the Holy Spirit in your lives? For the Spirit is there. The heavens have been ripped. The Spirit was there at the baptism. The Spirit is here this day in and with you. Think back. Where have you seen the blessing of the Holy Spirit? Oh, the Spirit comes differently for each of us. The smile of a child. The word at the right time. The ability to walk through some of the darkest times you ever imagined. A sense of peace in the midst of chaos. This is the Holy Spirit. Where is the Holy Spirit for you? I asked myself that question when I left for my first parish in the outskirts of Camden, New Jersey. Camden was at that point the poorest city in the United States. It was incredibly unsafe to pass through the center of Camden. And I met an old priest who said, if you don't start going through the center of Camden at the beginning of your ministry, you will never do it. So I did. And I had no trouble ever. You pray, you go through, the Holy Spirit leads. And for me, I can always see that most clearly when I go beyond what I think I can do. When I do on God's call and that little voice that talks to you, things I'm sure I can't do, that's when I see the Spirit's power. And I don't remember how I was thinking that night when I got the midnight phone call. One of the men of our church called sobbing because his little grandchild was at Cooper Hospital and he was dying. And they gave him no hope. And his son, fresh from a war, and his daughter-in-law were there with the baby. Would I go and baptize the baby? I said, I'll go. But I'll ask the parents. It had just snowed 
All the filth of Camden was covered with a sparkling white. I got to the hospital, and they were very kind. They led me up to the room, and I saw a mom and a dad at a crib and a child who was struggling to breathe and obviously in pain. So I explained about baptism, that it is a great blessing of God, that it is the promise of God for forever. It is not magic. It is not a magic cure-all. But it is God's grace and God's blessing this day and beyond all days. Do they want me to baptize their son? They did. So I took a little plastic blue bowl that hospitals have, and I put one hand underneath the child's head, and I put one hand in the water, and I started to say the words, A.J., you are blessed in the name of God the Father. And it seemed like A.J. was breathing a little better. And he focused on something just beyond my left shoulder. And by now I'm trembling, and I, I, I got my hand in for the second and, and dripped some of the water on him and, and said, and in the name of Jesus, and the child started to breathe. And his color came back. And I put my hand in again, and in the name of the Holy Spirit, and A.J. kept looking over my shoulder, and I picked him up. And I finished the prayers, and I handed him to his parents. And then I looked behind me, and I saw nothing. But I knew the Holy Spirit through A.J.'s reaction and through the miracle that grew. Baptism is not a magic trick. It's really not. But it is an unimaginable blessing of God. So where are you today? We are blessed with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We walk through a world that is very dark at times, and every one of you knows that darkness. But we walk with the hope of the light of God with us this day and all days. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen.